It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. The Arizona race and certainly a host of issues uh, that go beyond the border security issues uh, for Arizona residents. Blake Masters is a Senate candidate running as a Republican in Arizona. He also runs Thiel Capital, a multi-billion dollar firm, uh, has the Thiel Foundation, a nonprofit that promotes science and innovation, uh, working with youth, young people to create new companies to grow, to do what Americans have done uh, for decades, which is find their niche and expand. Blake, welcome to the show. David, thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. First of all, let me tell you, I love this idea of promoting science and innovation because at our core as a country and because we're an open and a free society, people can expand and hopefully do what they're great at or invent something new. That's been a reason for much of our success, regardless of color of skin, regardless of gender, when you look at the number of innovations, inventions, patents, and more in this country. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's that's what has made this country great, right? It's the, the political rule of law, along with that, just the economic and social blessings of uh, entrepreneurial capitalism, you know, and so I've been blessed for the last 10 years to be um, investing in, in so many of America's leading cutting-edge technology companies. I want to bring that experience and, and the political values that go with it uh, into, into the U.S. Senate. Well, let's talk about that because, you know, business matters and the business of the Senate is a problem these days. I, I think if you've heard me talk about it before, but if not, I'll let you know that I am not a fan of the operation of the Club of 100. And they certainly have become more of a deal-making body than an effective governing body in past decades. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem on both sides. So let's start with why and what are your objectives uh, in running for the Senate? Well, kind of the first thing is to just win this seat back. You know, Arizona is not a uh, Democrat state, but we're represented in the Senate right now by two Democrats, Kirsten Sinema and Mark Kelly. Um, you know, I grew up here. It's 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 kind of a swing state, sure, but but man, we deserve some conservative representation. And Mark Kelly, who's my opponent in the race, he's just a rubber stamp, literally, just for the Biden Schumer agenda. He has no independent thoughts of his own. He will just vote far left. And that doesn't represent Arizona. So I got to get in there, take that seat back from him and block the Biden agenda. That's the defensive element to it. But then I want to play offense. Right. I agree with you. The Senate doesn't function right now. It's supposed to be the greatest debate hall in the world. But right now it's just, you know, narrow pockets of leadership basically just decide what what's happening and people are expected to fall in line. Uh, I want to go debate the big questions. I want to go and fix some of these problems because we are just drowning in bureaucracy and it's not working. This relationship between the Senate and the House of Representatives uh, has become one of who has more power and deal-making combined. How do you see the relationship between the U.S. Senate and the House of Representatives today? Well, uh, you don't get me started talking about the 17th Amendment, David, but uh, right now, yeah, the Senate is is just kind of, uh, it's just kind of a, a you know, more powerful version of the House. And it was always supposed to be different. It was supposed to have a longer view 
of things, right? That's why the founders made the Senate terms six years instead of two for the House of Representatives. Um, but right now, what I've observed, and I've, I know a few senators personally, it's most of these people just want to become president. And so they become temperamentally conservative once in office. They stop being bold. They stop fighting uh, for what they know we need right now um, because they're trying to have, you know, more or less good conventional political careers. And I think that's a big problem. I think it's one reason why the Senate's dysfunctional. All right, let's address key issues. Obviously, the border is one in Arizona. Uh, On that issue, what is key to running against Mark Kelly? You're right. When you look at his voting record, he's a rubber stamp for these open border policies. He's done little, if anything, when I do research on him to actually address border security issues and areas in uh, security and and uh, and others uh, as a senator. That's right. I mean, he I don't know why, but he must like it. They like the open border. Right. Um, and, and make no mistake, Joe Biden caused this crisis. Things were pretty much under control. And, you know, say September of 2020 before President Trump left office. Uh, but the first thing Joe Biden did was he canceled the border wall, right? He didn't allow it to be finished. He invited millions of people to come here. Uh, and this is the greatest country in the history of the world. If you invite millions of illegal aliens to come here, tell them you can get free stuff, you know, not only will you not get deported, but, you know, we'll give you a lawyer and put you up in a hotel room in Scottsdale. Millions of people will take you up on that offer. And that's why we've seen more than 2.4 million people per year uh, cross into our border illegally that we know about, right? Just that we know about. The problem is actually much bigger than that. Uh, Mark Kelly either doesn't care or he affirmatively prefers it this way. I think the Democrats uh, think that they're importing a bunch of people that they're going to amnesty someday and turn into Democrat voters. Uh, that must be their plan. My guest, Blake Master, is running for Senate in uh, Ken, Arizona. His website blakemasters.com you've got till august it is a long hot summer in arizona and you know just to go beyond the border issues but it's tied to it in some way is the economic issues and if this continues to grow your state along with many other states will not be able to afford the problem, the problem being the balkanizing of America and the use of resources, whether in education, in medical care, uh, you name it. Across society, it has many ramifications. But on economics and on the economics in Arizona, uh, your assessment of where Arizona is now, is it solvent and what you would use as a business-like approach to those issues? Well, you know, like so many states, um, we're really feeling the, the inflation here, you know, and, and, and we're, not, we're not getting what we're paying for with our social services. Um, I, you know, the left in Arizona always wants to say, oh, the Republicans are defunding education. They're not fully funding education. It's like, I'm sorry, we spend twelve to $13,000 per student per year in the public schools, and they're really bad. The, the, the schools are bad. We're like 48 out of 50. Um, and you get the sense that if you if you put more money into the system, it would actually make the problem worse. Right. You've got to fix the problem uh, that might actually mean spend less money. So, you know, it doesn't fix all your problems. But, man, if the federal government stopped spending so much money, if the state government stopped funneling money into ineffective bureaucratic political machines, um, then we would have a prayer of actually solving some of these problems. 
you're running to replace Mark Kelly, but in the primary, your primary opponent, at least in the closest, when it comes to fundraising and likely uh, polling, or at least polling, is Jim Lehman. I believe in the primary system. I think it's a great system for the voters to make their choice to assess the candidates. Uh, is there a key distinction between you and your primary opponent, uh, Jim Lehman? Yeah, look, he's a, a you know business conservative outsider like myself. But man, I think if you listen to me speak for one minute and listen to him speak for one minute. Sorry, it's just super clear, night and day. I'm substantive and deep on the issues. I know what time it is. And, you know, Jim, God bless him. He's just giving people bullet points that his consultants write for him. Um, It really is that stark. So that's why I think I'm getting traction, and uh, I'll be the guy to beat Mark Kelly in November. All right. Now let's go to the other opponent that's close to you in the primary, and that's Mark Burnovich, the attorney general, uh, who is, if you would say, put some wins under the belt in front of the Supreme Court. He is currently in office. That's often an advantage, an incumbent advantage uh, in a statewide race, having already won a statewide position. So key distinction between you and Burnovich. He's just a career politician at this point. You know, mostly talk, um, little action. And he'll pretend that it's different. He'll run as the champion of election integrity. Uh, Actually, no, he doesn't think there's any fraud or any irregularities in 2020. Uh, He went and said so on Fox News days after the 2020 election. Now he he realizes he put his foot in his mouth. Now he's trying to court President Trump, and he's got some so-called investigation open. But everybody in the grassroots knows. Bernovich is lying. He's lying to the people of Arizona. Uh, he's not going to do a, a darn thing. And he's just a um, classic politician. We definitely need an outsider. Bernovich is the kind of Republican politician who's gotten us into this mess that we're in today as a country. All right, let's go a little wider in the field. Uh, the votes not matter. The, the boots on the ground, the votes in the end. And again, three strong candidates at the top of the Republican primary ticket that you, Lehman and Bernovich, according to polling uh, receipts, fundraising, you know, you're all in that category. There are others as well. Uh, And when you look at this and, and what it takes to beat Kelly and win the votes, how do you plan to do that? What's your path to victory should you win the primary? Basically just... I mean, and this is totally fair. This isn't some strategy. This is just truth. You tie Mark Kelly to the Biden administration because there's no daylight in between them, at least with cinema, right? The other Democrat senator from Arizona, she's shown, you know, she's still willing to be independent somewhat. She's still far too left wing. Don't get me wrong. But she wants to protect the filibuster and her and Manchin, man. That's the reason why we still have a country. So a little bit of credit where it's due. Mark Kelly, he's a rubber stamp. Whatever Joe Biden wants, whatever Chuck Schumer wants, that's what he does. And that's the open borders agenda. That's the inflation agenda. That's the, the bringing, you know, tons of fentanyl to kill young people agenda. Um, it really is that stark. Mark Kelly is worse than nothing. He's the worst U.S. senator. And that's why we'll beat him in November. Blake Masters running for Senate in Arizona. BlakeMasters.com, his website. Now let's go to the Senate body. Uh, you've got a background in business, successful background uh, in business. And in the Senate, <clears throat> different committees, 
different uh, needs. Uh, what is your goal? Should you get into the U.S. Senate? What committee is your target? Where do you want to sit? I'd love to be on the Judiciary Committee. You know, um, I went I went to Stanford Law School. I'm a big constitutional law guy, and I would just love to grill any sort of Democrat appointees, um, nominees to the to the Senate. I thought Josh Hawley did a great job, for instance, grilling uh, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson here. Um, but even more important, when we get uh, when we get the White House back, you know, the Republican president will fill some some vacancies over the course of one or two terms. I, I just I know that I know how to discern who's going to drift left over time and become a, a, a bad judge and who's going to stick to the Constitution. Right. We need fewer David Souters, few, uh, fewer Robertses and more justices on the Supreme Court in the mold of Clarence Thomas and Sam Alito. Um, Republicans don't always do a good job distinguishing between those two kinds of judges. Uh, and I know I will. All right, so let's stick with those Article Three courts for a second, since the judiciary would be one of you, or your committee that you've just stated. Uh, for example, Lindsey Graham, a sitting senator, voted to confirm Kentanji Brown Jackson, who now sits before them to go to the Supreme Court as Biden's nominee. You talk about vetting judges. Here's a problem in the Senate. Deals are made in the club of 100. Votes are cast. And in this case, I have to accept that, or at least the reality, that a vote to confirm a Article Three court nominee on track to the D.C. Circuit, which is a track to the Supreme Court, was somehow not considered by Lindsey Graham. See, that's one of the problems in the Senate. The, the, the deals, the votes, and then years, months, whatever the case may be later, we're in this position. How do you see that? What would you say to a Lindsey Graham about his past action and vote versus his objection today to the same nominee? Well, I mean, I'm happy to point out, I mean, even though he's a senator with a, a lot of history, I'm happy to point out, man, you, you made the bet. And now you're lying in it and the country suffers for it. You know, um, you have a constitutional duty to to advise and consent and only uh, approve nominees that are going to follow the Constitution. That's true at the district court, appellate court and Supreme Court level. Uh, and I think he failed to do that. I think Katanji Brown Jackson should not have been put on the appellate court. Right. And so I'm happy to tell him that you might be right that there are some deals and where are there where are there are deals, man, I'm going to expose them. And I promise you that. But you, it also just might be a generational thing, right? I mean, you, people can't see me listening to me right now, but I'm 30 years younger than most other candidates and 35 years younger than most senators. We need a new generation in because Lindsey Graham is of the old generation where it's kind of go along to get along. Like, of course, I'll vote for the Democrat nominee because, you know, that's the decent thing to do. And that, that, under, that misunderstands the stakes right now. You've got to get people in who know that we are dangerously close to losing the country and we cannot let the far left get just another inch. Blake Masters, the website BlakeMasters.com, Senate candidate in Arizona. Between now and August, a long, hot summer of campaigning, Blake. Good luck to you on the trail. Thank you so much. Great to chat with you. Thank you. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot 125.